0: Coming up on today's episode of the Saint Petersburg Foodies podcast,
1: and that's where I saw Dave Spade for the first time, who used to wear a preppy little sweater and looked like he just got out of elementary school. I mean, was like, <laughs> that's
0: so funny. he still looks like that.
1: <laughs> and then I audited that class when they finally came to me after about seven, eight months, and they said, "Listen, we don't have record of you paying And I said, "Oh, I've been auditing." <laughs> and they said, "For how long?" <laughs> My dad was uh, was the news director and a local anchorman on Channel Thirteen. And so I saw him coming out of the TV, and everybody else that I knew, you know, Flip Wilson, John Wayne. I thought he knew everybody. I thought <laughs> the trailer is out. You can see me. I get my neck snapped in it. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> or, or, or.
2: Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown.
0: Hi, I'm Kevin Godby.
2: And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today.
0: Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete.
2: And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com there you'll find great information including restaurant reviews the largest st pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated and information on the newest restaurants in town we are locals that live in downtown st pete and we've been eating our way through this town for years so you don't have to but you should
0: We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work.
2: On today's show, our featured guest is local St. Pete actor and comedian, Ward Smith.
0: Ward has been in dozens of films and TV series. We'll talk about some of those and his plant-based
2: diet. At the top of the show, we have Abby with her recipe for kabocha squash stuffed with cacio e pepe rice. We We have have a a great great show, so stick around. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oats Market and Cafe was founded in July of '94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oats has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable prices possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' notes has a cafe open daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today.
0: Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North, and in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North MacDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollin'oats.com.
2: That's R-O-L-L-I-N-Oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup.
0: Hey Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there?
2: Pork belly pimento cheese and fried green tomatoes are
0: my favorite. Oh yeah, I love that one too. They actually call it the FGBLT. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly, glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. Mm -hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG.
2: Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, crimini mushrooms and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that
0: they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently best italian best casual dining best pizza best bloody mary's best meatballs and believe it or not best salads
2: Ooh, can i tell you another one of my favorite items yeah the spaghetti and meatballs it's oh so good.
0: man you're not kidding you know what they have a brunch on saturdays and sundays starting at 10 30 which i love and the deviled eggs are to die for let's go to noble crust right now i'm in let's do it Please welcome with our monthly recipe straight from the St. Pete Foodies Test Kitchen, Abby Allen.
2: Welcome, Abby. Hello.
3: Hi, guys.
0: Hey. So I'm going to let you introduce this recipe, but I want to say it looks like you are uh, going seasonal like you tend to do. And I like that it's Italian inspired.
3: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So. Seasonal being that we are using winter squash. Um, Winter squash, it's not available all the time, of course, as you know. You can usually always find a spaghetti squash or a butternut squash. But different squash, like delicata and acorn and kabocha squash, which is what we're using, the kabocha squash for this recipe, are not typically always available. So as soon as I see those hit the shelves, I immediately buy it up, even if I don't know what I'm going to do with it. So (laughs) Yeah, so with this kabocha squash, I was in Rollin' Oats, and they had their big bin of squash, the delicata, the acorn, all that good stuff, and picked it up and thought, what the heck can I do with this?
0: They are seasonal. They're not around for long, yes. and they're at Rolling Oats, so as soon yes. as everyone's done listening to this, pause, run out to Rollin' Oats and get one quick before they're gone.
3: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's a little green like a little like almost like a small like the size of a small pumpkin but it's green they'll have yeah. lines and markings on it and different things like that which i have read the different lines and things that it you know, indicates uh, like the ripeness indication indicator because otherwise mm-hmm. i really wasn't sure how to you know how to pick squash so so yeah the like roasted um stuffed kabocha squash and you mentioned the italian influence and i saw online somewhere someone posted a couple of weeks ago, a, a cacio e pepe, which is basically, of me, cheese and, cheese and black pepper. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it's a tradition, it's the pasta, and it's, it's delicious, got all that peppery, cheesy goodness. So I said, hey, you know, why can't we do this with rice? You know, maybe it could be a good Thanksgiving dish, you know, it's fall season, try so to channel that all we can. So what we've done is we, um, with this recipe, made the rice, it's just basmati rice, Cook that as is, you know, at your package instructions, toss it with your parmesan, lots of parmesan cheese, lots of black pepper, stuff it in your squash. Um, before you want to stuff it, though, you put it in the oven and let it soften up a little bit and then we stuff it and then we throw it in the oven um, for about 45 minutes and uh, pull it out and it is ready to eat as is. But we've been testing this recipe. So the first time we had it, it was good, but we're like, ah. Eh, know this could really use something so we added um sausage in it we were going to do mm. pork and of course we'll they have tons of meat and ranch products um, oh nice so they, yeah so they have actually last month for the blt we used their bacon so mm. with this right. they have yeah they have spicy and then they also have mild Italian sausage so whichever you prefer for this i used spicy so we nice. added sausage and that was that was good I said, I think it just, it needs something else. I don't know. I mean, it would be great as a side dish, but it just seems something to make it feel more complete. And I don't know. I'm like, what, well, what do we do here? And I mentioned to Mike, I said, what about like a chili crisp? Are you guys familiar with like a chili crisp? I know um, Bon Appetit has a recipe. Kenji Lopez has a, re- there's tons of chili crisp recipes out there. And basically mm-hmm. what it is, is you simmer a bunch of shallots and garlic in like a cup and a half of oil. And then you strain the oil off into a bowl of um, chili flakes and soy sauce and ginger. Mm. And you mix it all together in the crispy bits and it is so good. And actually at some stores you can buy just regular chili crisp. It's usually in the international section. I don't think the one else has it. But I've pre- made a re- I have a recipe for this chili crisp, which is great on top. You get the crunchy bits from the burnt shallots and the garlic. Nice. And yeah, it just adds another just kind of extra dimension yes exactly exactly so and again it's optional i'll put the recipe in there you know a lot of some folks may not like spicy you could do it without that so again it's it's pretty versatile nice yes
2: great sounds delicious
3: yeah it's a fun presentation and a little in the squash and yeah and after you pull it out take the little top off and just cut it into like fours or six and the great thing about kabocha squash, the skin is really thin, kind of like the delicata. Um, mm-hmm. You can the whole thing is edible. So, mm. oh cool, slice it, yeah. So you just slice it up and serve it, and you know everyone get a hunk of the squash with the rice and finish with some chili crisps, and you're in business.
0: Nice. That sounds delicious. It does it, it is delicious. Yeah. And we have a wine pairing from our wine expert Ken Smith, and he was uh, excited to have the opportunity to do a red pairing this time. And he went with a Chianti Classico, um, maybe partially because of the, you know, the Italian influence in the recipe and a specific one that he, cho- you know, you could go with any Chianti Classico, but the specific one that Ken recommended is Tenuta de Renieri, Chianti Classico 2016. And Ken says, it's an elegant offering displaying aromas of crushed berries, violets, and lavender. Medium bodied with soft tannins and a long finish. I like that. Mm -hmm. Pairs wonderfully with pork, parm, and garlic. This 93 point beauty over delivers at under $20. That has my name written all over it. That
2: sounds delicious. Absolutely. I I love that when
0: you can find a bottle of wine that's somewhere between $15 and $20 and it's really good and it tastes tastes,
2: like a $100 bottle. Yeah, it tastes better
0: than the $100 bottle you had at your friend's house the other night. Yes.
3: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Again, we want to thank Roland Oats. Actually, not again, because I forgot to thank him earlier.
3: <laughs> we mm-hmm. want to
0: thank Roland Oats for sponsoring the monthly recipe. Abby Allen for creating it. Yes. And Ken Smith for doing the wine pairing. And Buen Provecho, y'all. We'll be right back with Ward Smith. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and First Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Engine, engine number nine. Can you get me back on time? Please welcome local St. Petersburg actor stand-up comedian and voiceover artist, Ward Smith. Welcome, Ward. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Laurie. Nice to be with you today. You recently told me that for the past year or so, you've been eating a plant-based diet, which we are not too familiar with, so we are interested in hearing from you about that. But first, let's give the audience a chance to get to know you. Where are you originally from?
1: Originally from Tampa, Florida, and uh, moved over my senior year in St. Petersburg. So you guess you could say I'm somewhat of a native... Uh, Not really to St. Petersburg, but uh, close enough. Graduated high school in 81, then was out and about on the road in the world, and eventually moved back in 94, and uh, St. Pete's been the home since. Well,
2: where were you out and about and doing? What were you doing?
1: Joined the Army, was overseas, was in Arizona. Started doing stand-up in Arizona after I got out of the Army in 84, and a little piece of name-dropping trivial poop. I started with David Spade. Oh, wow. uh, uh, We were all going to ASU at the time, Arizona State, and I was a theater major, and then see him around campus and then I someone told me about uh open mic at a comedy club called Finny Bones that was in Phoenix and that's where I saw Dave Spade for the first time who used to wear a preppy little sweater and looked like he just got out of elementary school I mean like, <laughs> that's so he still looks like that <laughs> hi I'm David Spade I'm this Manny and he would hold up his fingers and try and uh-huh. free, or it was kind of a and you could always get a line if you were going up after him it was like I'd like to thank Chaparral High School for letting Dave come out tonight and <laughs> play curfew or <laughs> you know, sort of thing, and then from there, got a chance to uh, audition. Took me to New York, and I ended up staying in the city for about about a year and a half. And um, nothing came of the audition. I started studying acting then with with uh, Uta Hagen and William Hickey. If you remember him from Pritzi's Honor, he was the old guy. Charlie, oh. she gotta go. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was also the grandfather in the uh, Christmas Vacation movie. So, and there, Oh you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Gross. cool. Have you seen my smokes? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way he taught, too. Listen, no one's going to believe you unless you believe it yourself. That is
0: awesome. <laughs> and didn't you go to uh, HB Studio there to study?
1: Yeah, that's where I met him at. That's uh, that's Hagen, and I got, met her on a couple of occasions, and then that's where I first met uh, Bill Hickey. Mr. Hickey, and because I thought, well, I was supposed to learn from Udo Hagen over here, and I didn't know who this William Hickey was, and eventually I figured, I learned who he was, and went, oh, okay, and Austin Pendleton, who was also a member of the faculty, he, he would come in and do workshops from time to time, but it was mostly William Hickey and, and, and Udo Hagen, and I audited that class. When they finally came to me after about seven, eight months, and they said, listen, we don't have record of you paying, and I said, oh, well, I've been <laughs> auditing, and they said, for how long? <laughs> so then they said, here's the bill. And I didn't have, you know, $2,000 to come up with right then and there. So uh, I uh, parted company with the establishment. I went on the road and I have since paid them back. And I, I still get their fundraising literature and I still support them because they are so gracious to that's cool not uh, banish me completely. <laughs> right. So
0: how did you decide you wanted to be in the performing arts? Were you, were you always a ham as a kid?
1: Well, kind of, sort of. My dad was uh, was the news director and and local anchorman on Channel Thirteen, which is now Fox 13, But when I was growing up, it was a CBS affiliate, and he was mm-hmm. he was on just before Walter Cronkite was every single night. Oh, wow, twenty seven years, and um, I think John Wilson is probably the closest guy who kind of still. Re- and he's retired now, so that was the last of the old guard in my book, Bob Height and those guys, good evening, no bullshit, here's the news, kind of a guy, right? You know, who right. slept in his tie. I mean, it, Ron Burgundy was the typical, you know, cartoon. You know, back in the days when my dad really flourished, it was a wide lapel in the 70s and blow-dry hair and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and uh, the anchorman. And but he wrote every word that came out of his mouth. He was a, a journalism major. He wasn't a mass comm major, which a lot of... Uh, People in, in so-called journalism are today, which uh, he, he saw the you know he saw the end pretty soon. When they when they when they start calling it a show, it's no longer a broadcast, and that's the end of civilization as we know it. And, <laughs> you know, it's a broadcast. It's the news. It's not a show. You know, Mike Douglas is a show. <laughs> so, well, uh, so I saw him coming out of the TV, and everybody else that I knew, you know, Flip Wilson, John Wayne. I thought he knew everybody. I thought. <laughs> So it's like, I thought they were going to come home for dinner at night. And we're going to bring home some people you work with. And then when I was about well, maybe... Four or five. He would take us to the station on weekends when he had to work on Saturdays. And then my brother and I would run wild in the studio and I saw a control room. And then I go, oh, this is how it works. <laughs> the control room looked like NASA. It looked like a spaceship in there. And someone showed me how to mark and take camera angles and then run teleprompter. And Seven, eight years old. I'm putting together little graphics packages for the weather. And I, oh, this is really neat. And learn how to edit tape and find some old sports footage that was, it was all sound on tape. I uh, sound on film. Back in those days. And you find yeah, actual in,
0: physical film, right? Yeah. And
1: you find this film and you find it in the, in the buckets in the edit rooms of old when university of Tampa had a football game. And so I put together these little reels of footage I'd find on the floor and actually spliced in you know, this film with a cold, with, with a, with a hot press and glue and make these little teeny little reels together. The fun was playing them backwards and watching the players run backwards. That was the
0: big, <laughs> that's thing. So, funny. And,
1: and that's and that just kinda of stuck. And when people would walk down the street, we no matter where we were with my father, people would come up and say, Hey, we saw you last night. Good job. You know, you keep <laughs> people's honest. No one ever said any bad anything bad or negative. And it was always complimentary. And I said, Well, who was that, Dad? He said, I have no idea. <laughs> I said, Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I would like to have a complete stranger come up to me and say, Hey, we saw you last night. That right. Cool. You know, and better than kicking you in the shins and going, I think you're a piece of shit and you should die. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? we, we get both of those. Right. Exactly. You should drop dead.
2: Right. <laughs> right. So what was your dad's name? Hugh Smith. Hugh Smith. Okay.
1: I'm Hugh Smith. And uh in, in in efforts of all fairness, he he met a, and he's passed in you know, seven, so I'm not speaking ill of the dead in any way, shape, or form. It was one of those life lessons of twenty seven years he led an impeccable exemplary life, but on the personal side of things, and I was stationed uh, I believe I was in Texas when this happened and um, he was caught soliciting prostitution. It was an undercover police officer, and he was involved in a little sting operation in Tampa, which caught a couple members of a f- sports franchise, members of the clergy and other city leaders. Oh, and, uh, yeah, it was kind of a huge scandal, as it were. thinking with a little head that time. I'm sorry? <laughs> thinking with the little head that time. Exactly. It wasn't thinking <laughs> all. Here's a guy who, you know, definitely could, you know, was making money and successful. Man, why he had to do that? It's, you know, who can get into the hearts of people sometimes? I don't know. And, right. Uh, and eventually um, it happened again. You mm-hmm. know, it seemed like almost 10 years apart, something like that. I don't know if it actually stopped entirely, but he, that's the second time he got caught. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, And then he had to basically resign. The first time he caught it, he admitted it. And uh, he didn't, he could have very easily said, I was doing background for an investigative story and played the system and gotten away with it. You know, the mm-hmm. old one did not have sex with that woman routine. He would have gotten away with it. He would have. But he didn't. He admitted it, and then he used back in the days when he had editorial time. He would give his own views in editorial segments so on was on whatever it is a bond initiative, city politics, whatever it was. The last story you just saw about criminal about capital punishment, and he used that time to apologize and said, "I'm guilty," and which is and it was accountability. And you know, and I, I saw that firsthand. You know, when wow. he, he thought, admitted, he didn't play games. He could have. He could have done. I mean, which is commonplace. Make it go away, spin it away. You know, right? I want to get on with my personal and family life? It cost him dearly. And wow! The second time he got caught, it cost him even more than that.
2: Wow! And, uh,
1: so after all that, that stellar career where he was the number one rated newsman, he made Channel Thirteen what it is—that big building on Kennedy Boulevard, mm-hmm. right? Eighty-five percent responsible for it because he was a twenty-five share ratings for twenty-seven years. They were number wow. one, and that's when CBS had Mash and. On uh, the family and Mary Channel, oh, yeah, wow. well, and Channel Thirteen. You, your st- your channel never your dial never left Channel Thirteen,
2: right? Except right. I with, remember those days.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and then you know, sadly, he uh, he met his uh, he met his own demise, and it was a lesson in uh, in humility. You know, mm-hmm. he, right. Caught at least admit it and and own up to it, and that's a that's a hard lesson to to learn. in close friends set example, but it's something I will never forget.
2: Right. Right. right.
0: So. Uh, Ward, you've done a ton of stuff, uh, way too much to mention all of it here. So when, when we do the blog post to promote this, uh, episode, I'll have a link to your IMD, uh, IMDB page. Cool. Uh, Thank but you. I just would like to mention a few things, mm-hmm. uh, like we, we saw you, uh, a few times, uh, right. one time was back in 2014 in one flu over the cuckoo's nest and uh uh-huh. free fall theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a little PSA for free fall, if you don't mind, sure. I noticed on their site, they're saying that we will return to safe drive-in live performances, October 23rd, mm-hmm. and it's going to be war of the Worlds. Yeah. That's, oh. um, that's going to be interesting. That's so some, yeah, a, right. A, a few cool things that we saw you in, uh, you, you've been in several TV series. We saw you in Nashville as the chief of police
2: mm-hmm.
0: in zoo as a scientist mm-hmm. in MacGyver, Mm-hmm. as a general
2: just recently yeah
0: that's the newer macgyver uh right. that's where he's younger yes and i think this one is still to come out uh the right
1: stuff yes. you're that's a minister november. november november okay, okay. And that's, and that's on disney plus
0: and that's based on, based on
2: disney plus you said
1: yep, yep. okay yep, cool
0: and that's based on the book about the first uh, mercury astronauts and it right. stars patrick j adams mm-hmm. he's one of the guys from suits yep. oh okay he was the younger guy in suits who was pretending to be a lawyer.
1: Yeah, really serializing it out and really being more uh, more uh, in line with the book because if you read the book and compared to the movie Tom Wolf really had his differences with the movie.
2: Mm. As
1: much as you like the movie as cool as it might have been if you get to find the backstory of what what the the production elements and the and the drama behind that that's kind of uh, unnerving but so this uh, the series seeks to really capture what the the human side, and also capture from the, the, the family side, what the, what the wives were going through.
3: Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. So, even wow. though they cover that in the movie, but it's really going to focus on, there was a, uh, on the family strain and the stress and, of uh, being the very first at all this stuff in a, in a project that everyone could have easily died. Some did. And, mm-hmm. uh, an Apollo mission, eventually test pilots, you know, uh, mm-hmm. test pilots were killed in, in that run up to it all. So it was a crazy and hairy endeavor that they were getting involved in. And, uh, it's, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, we. we will too. And
0: you also have a film coming out in twenty twenty one. Kilroy was here. Yes. That's you what you they played- say,
1: shot that two years ago and it's amazing. You talk about the editing process. <laughs> yeah. I know, <laughs> and, uh, I know it's I, like you, you uh, don't even remember it at this point. Yeah, exactly. And there's you know so many projects that are like that stuff that'sn't done and in the can they just haven't got distribution yet. And I don't know what and I don't think that's it with this film. I just think it's still in post production. Because that was produced, uh, directed by Kevin Smith, and uh, oh, shot a, on a location in Sarasota with a lot of people from uh, uh, the film school down there, mm. from the New school of design. So half the crew were a bunch of these these college kids that were so enthusiastic and so wonderful and just so you know after it. And Kevin laid back, and there was a student director that was there, and said, oh, It was a woman a little you know, woman was a young woman, and he said, "Okay." Yeah, okay Janice called the shots and so he get everything set up and then she go light speed roll and so give this young person a chance to really call the shots as it were and uh, and to be be involved with it. it was really great so and they've been editing and, and doing all the special effects and I think they were affected by, from the lockdown so they weren't able to get to the studios to you know and post everything was closed for the longest time and so I think they're wrapping it up and I've, the, the, the the trailer is out. You can see me. I get my neck snapped in it.
2: Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Or, 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 you
1: have to send me a link for that, would you? Yeah, I will do that. It's when the, when the when the part comes down. You said I was playing the general and the judge and the chief of police. That's when the parts come down. That's what they say. This one was called Featured Kill. <laughs> I mean, what was that? And I was in the do- role as a doctor, and I forget his guy's name, and he was said something nice to this girl. It's good to see you again after all this time you're among friends here and whatever it is and you know this this creature goes nuts and kills everybody that's at this that, 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 that this <laughs> that's at this point really awesome and horror and graphic and really really cool so I had to this feature kill me so I'm, i had to get this prosthetic put on my neck with this little hose with fake blood coming out of it and the the makeup was fantastic I'm, hopefully I'll send you some pictures of that I'm not at uh I really can't send them out yet until they release the picture because it's really, you know, kind of quiet property. But uh, just to see how they did this latex and this makeup match on my neck to make it match, it was really amazing. The guy who special effects uh, and Kevin Smith would not would not let him off the hook. The special effects guy worked uh, his big claim to fame was on Boogie Nights and he was in charge of Dick Dingler. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. (laughs) You can tell everybody that you were in a movie with the special effects guy who made the ding dong for (laughs) This thing was like down past my <laughs> knee. May I see it?
2: Really? Please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so they described that uh, the, movie, the film Kilroy Was Here. It's a comedy horror anthology film centered around the phenomenon of the Kilroy Was Here graffiti. Right. And I thought that started in Vietnam because I guess that's when I first noticed it around that time because I wasn't born when it actually came out in, during World right. War yeah, II. Like in one the of the first military. memes
1: that. Uh, uh-huh. yeah yeah. There. yeah
0: and and for the movie, they spell Kilroy with two right. ls, so like kill oh,
1: and okay. the creature has kind of like that you know little, you see the little, the nose was peeking over, you know what you see on the so the creature has kind of that elephantine feature to it, among other things. You really don't get a good cool. look at them. It's kind of like the first Alien where you just, you get what you get, you, know, you get a look, sl- you know, slight Little glimpses. Go, oh, what is it? You know, your, your imagination fills in the blanks.
2: Right. That's cool. Right. Cool.
1: So you have a
0: uh, live comedy show coming up uh, this coming yep. Saturday, October 10th. 10th at the Palladium.
1: Yep. Finally, finally.
0: That's- and isn't this? I think this is your seventh season. I think
1: it might be the eighth. Come to think of it, and I think you guys and you guys, are lovely as as you are, you've been there for I think every single uh, every single season at one point or another. You I think it. we I think we've caught most of them. We've it, caught most yeah, of them. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we
2: might have missed one or two, but yeah.
0: So yeah, so this one coming up again. It's Saturday, October tenth, at the mm-hmm. Palladium in downtown St. Pete. The show is Ward Smith and yeah. Friends, and it features Hel- as as well as you, Helen Keeney. Tim, the dairy farmer, and Lou, Angel Wolf. And it's an hour and a half show. And it's, it's, it's an earlier show, which is nice. You don't have to stay up too late. Uh, it's 8 p.m. to 9.30. And the tickets are $20 in advance
1: or $25 a day of. That's right. And it's also going to be upstairs in the big room. You saw me downstairs in the, in the side door. It's kind of packed. You're going to have it upstairs in the, uh, in the in 800 seater so they can social distance. And nice. so, even if you're in That's groups awesome. of four, you can still sit in groups of four and you'll be social distance. There'll be plenty of places to spread out, so. Glad to hear that. We were wondering about
2: that. Yeah, we were wondering about they requiring masks?
1: Yeah, masks for entry and not entry And then when you go to the bathrooms, of course, and come back, because there's no intermission in the shows. Well, you know, for comedy shows, there's never intermission anyway. Right. But if you want to run down and get a drink and come back up, just a mask when you move about the cabin, gotcha. as it were. Right. But, uh, Everything else is they're they're trying this weekend. Uh, so well, we're taping this now, but uh, October 3rd, they're starting with back up with some some music mm-hmm. to see how it goes. And then the weekend after that is when we're having comedy, and then there'll be another weekend of, of music. So, the three weekends in October, the Palladium is opening the doors to have some live shows and to get people to come back. And people are starting to come back slowly but surely, and also, you know, um, social distance wise. And I say we'll, we'll call it uh pandemic conscious to at least you your mitigating you know, masking, whatnot, and social distancing. If people want to go out, that's cool. If they don't want to go out, that's also fine. Right. But I think more and more people are starting to test the waters, and I think the Palladium is trying to do this as well. And uh, I think after, you know, with free fall, after they do their drive-in uh, uh, run, maybe they'll reassess and see how they can open up. There's so much to be you said for you know, free fall in the American right. state when they're associated with the union uh, contract. So they have to really make sure that they're applying by the union guidelines and the unions have been trying you know, to get their opening protocols, you know, together so they can open. Right, That's a sticky going. It's SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, just to finalize some stuff. So the auditions that I'm getting now, I had an audition yesterday and I'm starting to, starting to come through. Things are starting to pick back up that stopped during the pandemic and, um, uh, now that they have guidelines in terms of onset protocols that you're able to get some work based on how many people you have involved in the project, work is starting to happen.
2: Start. Right. right. Well, good. We're glad to hear that. Yeah, a lot more yeah. goes into
0: this stuff than people realize. It's
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So we're, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk food like we normally do.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: we'll be right back. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food. And BooYa Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth. And the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, it'll have you saying, Ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O. M. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete.
2: Do ya, Booyah? Hey foodies, do you know about the Zest podcast? If you're listening to us, you should be listening to them too. They're part of the Tampa
0: NPR station, WUSF 89.7. On the Zest, you'll learn new recipes, baking tips, and barbecue secrets. You'll hear about what's ripe,
2: what's growing, and what's in season. The Zest Podcast is hosted by Robin Sussingham, an award-winning reporter and producer who's also an avid home cook and baker. Robin's a native Floridian and has been searching out flavors and the fascinating stories behind them from Key West to Pensacola.
3: Learning to care for a sourdough starter and learning to
2: bake sourdough breads really speaks to people in a very deep way. It's part of our collective history and we're getting back to our roots and our self-sufficiency.
0: Just like us, The Zest Podcast does interviews with chefs and restaurateurs and talks about
2: food and recipes covering the Tampa Bay Area and throughout Florida. It's what we listen to when we're not doing our own show. Check out The Zest Podcast at thezestpodcast.com.
0: We are back! We are back! We are back with local St. Petersburg actor, comedian, and voiceover artist, Ward Smith. And now we're going to talk food. And you told me that uh, a little over a year ago, you started a plant-based diet. Now, how did you decide to do that?
1: Well, I was engaged, you know, my wife now, Karen. And, yes. And uh, when I met her, and she's been working out and, and, and health conscious for all her life and so she's very good for me women are good for us kevin they're very they really really are and uh so wonderful we have good women in our lives and she was kind of you know eating clean to start with and she did eat chicken at that point so flash forward we decided we we're going to get married and almost a year ago now and so we shook on it and we said let's try and get in shape and look good on our wedding day so we said um last uh labor day last september no booze for 30 days we just just to, to start a uh, jumpstart our systems. And we ate clean, and then we thought we were just going to go focus on plant based stuff. And some meat here and there. And I had like red meat here and there. And I had some chicken here and there. And always fish. So, but it has got less and less meat. And I started realizing then for meat, the little tinges of gout that I would have. And some digestive issues, too. My tummy had diverticulitis some years back. So, all right, I'll just kind of stick with chicken. And then more and more, we just didn't buy it in the house. So I mean, it's not like nothing against it. It's just when we go to the store, that's not what we pick up because Karen doesn't eat that. My wife doesn't eat it. And so we started getting and more and more recipes. And then when you start doing stuff at home, you eat out at certain places and see what people are doing with certain vegan and vegetarian type dishes. And then we apply it at home. And the next thing you know, your body just gets used to it. Right. And then, of course, we went. We broke our diet when we went to Italy for our honeymoon.
2: <laughs> that looked like a fabulous honeymoon.
1: Oh, that was absolutely well. If you're going to break your diet, that's when to do it. Right? Yeah, totally. exactly. Exactly. You no headaches with those wonderful wines over there. Right. It's a different so different. Do you way.
0: follow uh, any particular
1: plan? Well, we're not really. Um, we have a couple. You know, there's great books that are out there, and but we're just kind of applying it as. As a a protein source, a carb source, and a complex carb source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, a protein, a vegetable, and and a a complex carb source. And for me, knowing what my grams up is, because in that past year, I've been kind of training an awful lot, taking up jujitsu, and sometimes, even though I've been furloughed, sometimes I'm able to work out three times a day. So at least you know I can you know can make some use of the time and expel some energy and. And so we've been, had all this time to experiment and, um, that's, you know, worked in with the diet, just, just, you know, I couldn't train jujitsu and kind of, and live the other way I was living too. Right. Right. So,
0: so for any of our listeners that might not know exactly what a plant-based diet is, I did a little bit of reading yesterday and, uh, I ended up on Forks Over Knives, which that is actually a, a title of a documentary film that shows how plant-based whole foods diet can cure or prevent many of the worst chronic diseases. It's also a website. I think they even have a magazine. Game Changer is another wonderful film that's on that. Game Changer. Okay. So yeah, so whole food describes natural foods that are not heavily processed. That means whole, unrefined, or minimally refined ingredients. And plant-based means food that comes from plants and doesn't include animal ingredients such as meat, milk, eggs, or honey. What's interesting is plant-based is not vegetarian. So plant-based, vegetarian, vegan are all different things. And a vegetarian diet will allow you, if you want to, to eat processed and refined foods, even fast foods and salty snacks. So it's not really health-based. It's about not eating animal products.
2: Right. That's typically for um, most vegetarians that I know, a um Socially conscious, conscience Ye- issue,
0: yeah. Don't yeah. hurt the poor
1: animals, right?
2: Right,
0: I think they're tasty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we do have we could be considered pisketarians too. We do eat a heavily, um, the other outside protein source we need is is mostly fish. If fish, we will, yeah. more than uh, more than plants, because it is a lot, I mean, you have to the proteins that you get from plants, I mean. They're fine, but for what I need, I need to have a little bit more. I need to consume 140 grams of protein a day. Wow. And that's based on my levels, my weight, my age, and my five, my, what I want to accomplish. I want to reduce body fat, gain muscle. That's, that's up to the individual. Right. You know, Whatever your plan is and how it incorporates into your life, keto diets are the same thing. Uh, it's my, it's, you could call it a high protein, you know, zero carbs. You know, not really zero because there's carbs in everything. It's, but it's not mm-hmm. the process refined, and added carbs. Much right. as we love bread. Right. You know, Vegetables, and pa- fruits. Right. I had pasta the other night. So that's a cheat night. No, right, right. Right. So do you have any favorite, uh, what are some of your favorite plant-based dishes and foods? Well, geez, there thanks to Instapot, everything is just kind of you know stewed together. And if it's summer squashes, and I I can't you know I I can't uh, name your names. It's like maybe some Indian dishes, but I'm not a big fan of curry. But the there are a lot of stews, and they're just sometimes the plant based burgers are great. You can you know, make burritos and tacos out of those with avocados and sweet potatoes and cabbage, and you know you can really a lot of fun is is exploring the options with all the ingredients that are out there. A lot of stuff is nice to place to meat in all portobellos and portobellos and eggplant and make that a, a nice little burger open face burger portobello and um, on top of a uh, roasted pepper and some quinoa, a lot of grains, uh quinoa and millet and farro. Mhm.
2: So Maybe that's what you're plant. referring to when you're referring to a plant-based burger. What what are your views on like the Beyond or Impossible burgers because I feel well, like those are processed?
1: Well, they are. I mean because they're plant-based because they come from a plant. Right. <laughs> you know, a processing plant. Right. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You can have that. We feel that way about those. I mean, I I love your idea on the Portobello burger. My friend Christina is a vegetarian. She loves the, you know, black bean burgers. Those
1: are wonderful too. You can make your own as well. It's a process. You can grind your own beans and you can Mm -hmm. grind your own mushrooms and make your patty with carrots. And then there's a, um, there's a plant-based I don't want to say sucrose but there's a plant-based not like a bonding agent it's not a honey but it kind of keeps it together so it it forms a little patty it's not going to crumble on you
2: Cool like you know? xanthan or something like that
1: Something like that Yeah but but we're experimenting with making our own patties and at the same time if you have a Beyond Burger in the freezer when you're tired and you just want something quick that's okay too i don't make it a, i don't make it a habit it's not right. not the, the go to source it's you know i you know, there's tempeh you can have there's tofu you can have there's uh there's seitan you can have there's different things that you can have but you also have to be conscious of the fat content that's right your body right. does need certain fats but there's a lot of you know, I can see people have been eating vegetarian for 10 years and I can't lose a pound. Well, you got to yeah. look at what you're eating. You know? There's a lot of carbs in that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. All, and all that cheese. If having, right. <laughs> if they're having salads with cheese and blue cheese dressing on it, you're not going to lose any weight. That's right. Kind of right. Exactly. Weight. I had a salad
0: with blue cheese dressing last night. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You didn't tell me you ruined it with that, honey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what was the Fresno chili? Uh, yeah, I, I know. From, from Greenstock. It's really good. Well,
2: yeah, St. Pete Meat. Yeah. The
1: gravy is know. not a food group, Kevin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: So, hey, Ward, do you have a favorite cheat day restaurant?
1: Cheat day restaurant. Gee, you know, boy, I, could, I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> 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 uh, but there's so many places to go. I realize when you talk about stuff that's processed, depends upon where you go. That might be a you know a cheat day too a lot of places we go to you look for you know who's farm fresh from the table not frozen not processed and there's a lot of places that are available that are out there Mm -hmm. but sometimes if you go just to get sushi or something like that you you know you know the fish sure it's fresh but it's not caught locally you know sometimes Mm -hmm. it is most times it isn't so if you're gonna go to some places for for sushi and have some white rice and, and do that sort of thing yeah, I like the lure. Those are kind of neat places or mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. places you know, up and down central. If I want to cheat, they have a really nice falafel burger over at Stillwaters. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, is it the most healthiest? Well, compared to, you know, a short rib burger, which is really good. But, you know, for where I am at right now, my option is to have that falafel burger mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and to enjoy it that way with the lettuce and tomato and, you know, maybe get some sweet potato fries as opposed to regular f- fries.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, now you made me hungry.
1: <laughs> well, I'm talking to you guys. It's always hungry. Let's go. Let's go meet for lunch and we can talk more. <laughs> you we know, have laptops and the tape recorder is with us and we'll just talk this over, over a good meal.
0: Ward Smith, thank you so
1: much.
2: Yes, thank you, Ward.
1: This.
0: New on the website, we have a review of Chai Mixology. They are on the 1100 block of Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete in the Edge District, and they specialize in poke and boba drinks. You can find that review on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And next week on the show, we'll be talking to St. Pete chef and culinary arts instructor Clay Dempster. If you'd like to send us fan mail, hate mail, or if you have any requests for interviews or restaurant reviews, just send an email to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. And further, I haven't said this in a long time, so I'd like to remind you, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please join in and give us a five-star rating and type a review if you're so inclined. It helps to get the show found and gain new listeners. And also, the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast can be found on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and now Amazon Music has podcasts. You can listen there as well. You can also listen on Apple HomePod, Amazon Echo, and Google Home, and just tell it to play the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
2: That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks to our guests, Ward Smith and Abby Allen, and thanks to our sponsors, Rolling Oats, The Zest Podcast, Noble Crust, Booyah Ramen, and and Engine engine Number 9. Our announcer is
0: Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band.
2: We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com.
0: Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot
2: and your bubbly cold.
3: Oh, the chicken breast sandwich. Uh, no skin, dry toast.